Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the rest stop, our first episode of 2021. It's January 5th, 2021. Thank you for joining us tonight. Got a good show for you. A lot of NFL talk as we're coming up on the 2021 playoffs. And of course, tons of storylines heading into the playoffs and then the storylines ending week 17. A lot of coaches on Black Friday were casualties of losing their job and some other interesting things that took place on the field, a lot of people getting scrutiny. And of course, with this COVID, COVID, I'm sorry, this COVID-19 2020 season, 2020, 2021, it continues to trickle down and it'll affect some playoff games, which we'll get into also. If you miss any part of the show live here on twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football or my Twitter handle at Brad the Believer or my Facebook page, make sure you listen to the podcast version on Spotify, Audio Boom, Google Podcasts, iTunes. Make sure you search Landry Football Conference Call and the rest stop underneath there. And you can also find the retweets of that on my Facebook page and then subscribe to the YouTube channel, Brad the Believer. You can search there. We put up all the podcasts. And coming into the new year, we'll get some new stuff going on here in the next month or so, some new intros. We're going to have some more guests on. Hopefully we'll start that off on Thursday, some guests on the show, and we'll do some more for fun stuff as well as we're wrapping up the NFL season. The NBA is now a few weeks in. It's already kicked off and underway. And joining me as always, and we're live tonight, nine o'clock Pacific time, every Tuesday and Thursday, the rest stop Spencer, the Wiz, Spencer Ostrowski. You can follow him on Twitter at Spencer, the Wiz and my Twitter handle as well at Brad, the believer. And you can email the show rest stop podcast at gmail.com. 
Spence, let's get into the news for today with the Cleveland Browns to start it off. And uh, Kevin Stefanski, um, Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, tested COVID positive. Uh, former Pro Bowl guard Joe Bitonio, COVID positive. Couple coaches on the coaching staff, and of course Kevin Stefanski, former Vikings offensive coordinator, brought quite a few Vikings assistants from the past. Drew Petzig was a receivers coach with the Vikings, a tight end coach with Cleveland. He's tested positive. So taking over in the interim coaching position while Stefanski out, another former Viking special teams coordinator, Mike Prefer. So this does not sit well for the Vikings and I'm sorry, the Browns does not sit well for the Browns as the Vegas number went from three and a half and it's all the way up to six in a lot of places spent. So, um, man, what can you say about it? It's, it's not good news for Cleveland. And I don't know if there's necessarily anybody to blame Spence, but the Cleveland Browns organization are going to do what the Cleveland Browns do find a way to screw it up. They're in the playoffs and the fans are excited about that, but it looks like it'll be short lived unless they could pull out an upset against the Steelers in the playoffs this coming weekend. Yeah, well, I think there is a little bit of blame. You know, I mean, you do have – like there is a chance that you can get COVID like at any time at any point just because of how easy it is to spread. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel like there's enough blame on him. My guess, he probably celebrated after their game that they went to the playoffs, and that's probably where he got COVID-19. Can't confirm that, and then obviously it's just a rumor by me. But still, we seem to have this trend of only certain guys get COVID-19 that doesn't spread throughout the team. Uh, and – for mysterious reasons, you know, Cam Newton was the only one to get COVID-19 on his team and stuff like that. It, there are ways to kind of avoid COVID-19 as much as possible. And I don't, he probably did not take those precautions. And now he has COVID-19, which is terrible, of course, obviously. I mean, you never want anyone to get COVID-19. But uh, yeah, hopefully it wasn't that case. And it was just kind of like a random off thing. He was getting gas, but who knows? Yeah, Spence. Uh, look, the, the Browns. I've been talking about the Steelers getting bounced from the first round of the playoffs. Unfortunately, everything went against me as now the Browns face the Steelers. So uh, I hate both teams fairly equally, and it's going to be hard to pick one. But fortunately, one will be knocked out in the first round, and whoever wins will be knocked out in the second round. So there you have it. And uh, hopefully we can put up a tweet later today. I've made a, a bet with a uh, sports, I guess, personality host out here in Las Vegas. We'll put up that tweet later and talk about the wager that was made via the internet. My prediction, the bills will be in the AFC title game for the first time in 25 plus years. He said he will take that bet. It's not necessarily an easy road, uh, but I, I do think pretty much every single team in the playoffs is right to be beat. Let's just go through the list. I know that the Kansas City Chiefs only have one loss, but they haven't covered a game in 10 weeks. And there are certainly a lot of people bearish on them as they can't figure out a way to have that same juice as they had last year. And you're like, what are you talking about? They've won 14 games. I'm just telling you, uh, they are very fortunate to have won those games. And with Mahomes going to have three plus weeks off and not playing a live game, they've already had no preseason, limited offseason. Uh, the Bills are riding very high right now. The Bills won't face the Chiefs in the first round, but the Chiefs will be lucky to get out of their first-round game. And I think the Bills 
are playing as hot as they can be right now. They've got some banged up players. Their star, Stefan Diggs, uh, has an oblique issue and missed some practice, but I'm very familiar with Diggs in his time in Minnesota. He'll be out on the field, and he'll be very effective. Cole Beasley missed practice. Um, so they've got a few injuries here and there, but it's not going to stop them. They're, they're on a wrecking crew right now, and, and they're just – sweeping through the AFC. I think I think that's going to be – that's what's going to happen when the playoffs start. Not an easy game. Again, I think they play the Colts. Is that right, Spence, to play the Colts? In, uh, uh, week one? I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right about that. Yeah, I mean, they're a seven-point favorite. That line's gone up. They shouldn't have too much trouble with the Colts. I mean, look, we've seen spots where that Bills offense is stagnant, but Brian Dable is going to have to really dial it in here and get focused and get these guys into plays that they know are successful. That Colts defense is no joke, so I don't expect the Bills to go in and just wipe the floor like they have with everybody else the last four weeks. We're talking playoff football. It's going to ramp up a notch. But Josh Allen and, and this crew and this coaching staff got a little taste last year in the wild card round. They were on the road against the Texans. They should have won that game. They started off hotter than a pistol, and, and they blew it. And I think they learned from that. And I think they're the best team in the AFC. I do think they'll get to the Super Bowl, but it's not going to be an easy road. They're not just going to walk there. They're going to have to earn it. And I'm looking forward to see how they come out with their first playoff game. And Bills fans are looking to be cheering on the first playoff victory for this franchise in quite some time. So it's going to be a really interesting playoffs from the AFC perspective. Spence, from the NFC perspective, Green Bay locked up the number one seed. Unfortunately, they lost. All-pro tackle David Bakhtiari to injury. He is gone for this year, and he'll probably be gone for part of next year. It didn't stop them in destroying the Bears in their Week 17 finale, and they'll be able to rest up some of those injured players. But Aaron Rodgers and the combination of him to Devontae Adams and uh, Robert Tanyan has really came up big as the starting tight end for Green Bay this year. He's got 10-plus touchdowns. They're able to run the the football. Their defense has played better. Uh, They're going to really benefit from having this, this bye week. And the Saints, we know Drew Brees. We don't know what to expect from them. I think I think the Saints are going to have their hands full, Spence, with the Bears this weekend. I know the Bears did not put on their best performance in Week 17 and kind of backed into the playoffs. Uh, but I think they'll have a better performance. I'm looking forward to seeing Mitch Trubisky in his first playoff action, I believe. Not his first. He, he, he uh, led the Bears to the playoffs a couple of years ago. But I'm interested to see – him go into New Orleans against a good New Orleans Saints defense in a game that I th- I think they could stay within one score of, and and that's going to be exciting to watch. The Rams, do we have any further information on their quarterback situation? They knocked the Cardinals out of the playoffs. As Kyler Murray couldn't even finish the game, so that's going to be an interesting matchup in the Washington football team uh, with not really – Alex Smith still nursing an injury, but they found a way to win. We'll talk definitely in detail about that situation in Week 17. But their defense is pretty strong, and I feel like that defense matches up well against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. We know Tom isn't too fleet of foot, and with Chase Young, who can get after the quarterback with Montez Sweat also on that defensive line, the Redskins could be a problem for that offense. Bruce Arians is going to have to dial up some creative things to manufacture some yards in the run game. They're not going to be able to strictly rely on Brady dropping back 35, 40 times. Mike Evans is banged up. That Washington defense ranks in the top 10 in a lot of categories. So I think that game could be closer than some expect. But Washington's going to have to figure out a way to be more explosive offensively than they have in the last couple of weeks because they are extremely predictable and they're not going to be able to win any playoff games if they don't figure out a way 
to to create some more explosiveness offensively because they were fortunate to have an interception that led the points and uh, a couple turnovers and bad coaching by the Eagles. They're going to have to do more offensively if they want an opportunity to pull off the big upset. But Spence, I, I feel like I was probably the first one to call it. Uh, we're talking probably three or four months ago now, October, November, December, probably three months ago. About four, the, the Redskins were two and five when I said they were going to win the division. They went on to be two and seven. That was their record, Spence. And I said they were going to win that division with two wins, five losses. And what happened? They won the division. So I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit. The Steelers did their best to lose the number one seed. And if the Bills continue to come through, uh, I know my record hasn't been stellar picking every single game against the spread, but the important statements that I've said seem to have come true. So, Spence, uh, what are your thoughts on all of that, starting with the Washington football team uh, making the playoffs and winning that division? Yeah, well, we knew somebody had to, right? Like, you, when you play your divisional games, you can't tie all of them. I mean, that's just a highly unlikely. Someone's got to get the win. Someone's got to get the loss. I think I'd be curious to know uh, what their records were outside of the division. I, I would assume probably like a 10% win rate combined with all of the teams. Uh, but, you know, Washington got it done with their defense, and they looked like a real football team. Nah you know, irony there. They are the Washington football team, but they looked like a real one uh, going in at the end, especially the win against the Steelers was a great one. And uh, they kind of continue that momentum. Now, should they have won that last week against the Eagles? I mean, they did. So I, what can I really say? But uh, we all know there's a little bit of controversy in that one. It's just cool to see Alex Smith, who, uh, you know, looks like there's going to be a little bit of a rotating quarterback situation, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but, you know, he'll win comeback player of the year. It's a fun story to watch. And when you have a defense that good in the playoffs, you know, not they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to go past the second round. But in the first round, I think they have a chance to upset anybody just simply because of how, you know, I, I don't they might be the best defensive team in the playoffs, period. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that, Spence. And, and let's talk about that week 17 game that propelled the football team into the playoffs as they needed to win that game to get in. If they lost to the Eagles, the Giants would have represented the NFC East and hosting a playoff game. Uh, look, let's be honest here. It was a disgusting effort by head coach Doug Peterson, and then he gets up in front of the media and lies about it, which makes it even worse. Here's my problem with it, Spence. Of course, in the front office and some fans, they want a better draft pick, uh, but – a lot of the coaching staff and, of course, all of the players, when they step foot on that field, they, they put their bodies at risk. They're preparing in practice every week. They're going out there, and they don't care about draft picks. They're playing for contracts. They're playing for incentives. They're playing for jobs currently and for next year. And what they do out there goes on tape. And the Eagles' defense had a fantastic effort and performance that should be proud of. They were banged up a lot in the secondary. And Doug Peterson goes on on a fourth and seven. To, he has an opportunity to tie the game at 17 in a close, hard-fought game. He goes for it, and they don't get it. And when they could have tied the game, Washington goes on to do pretty much nothing in the second half. Two field goals. And I believe late in the third quarter or early fourth quarter, he benches Jalen Hurts rookie quarterback that you want to be able to see in situations, any and every situation, to see what you potentially have for the future. We know 
that Carson Wentz, the starter in 2020, was benched. And he seems to be wanting him to find his way out of Philadelphia. So they put in Nate Sudfeld, who has been with this organization over three years, played his college ball in Indiana, and he stinks, Spence. Why do you want to put him in to see what you got with him? You know what you've got with Nate Sudfeld. He's been in that organization three-plus years. So Doug Peterson looks like a complete moron. There's no way he can gain the trust of the players moving forward after this stunt that he pulls. And if you're betting the game like I I had done – you got to be furious and just fortunate that you didn't put a lot of money on the Eagles money line. Now they did end up coming covering that final number of six and a half, but I bet some games on Monday Spence. And I know that's not a great thing to do with this uncertainty of this 2020 season, but that number went from Eagles minus one or plus one and closed at plus six and a half, which was awful. And I should have hedged my bet, which was an awful decision on my part. I just didn't want to lay two ninety with the Washington football team money line. So I took them first half, hoping to win double dip and win both ways. And I lost both ways because they did not cover first half as I got a bad number there too. So it was a lot of mistakes on my part, betting and, and cashing a little bit of money there, which hopefully I'll learn from, but it's just Doug Peterson. Sometimes you got to think of the collateral damage Spence when you do something like that. And you think in the short term for that draft pick, but not thinking about your probably you'll be very lucky to have your job at the start of next season because there's almost less than 5% chance you're going to have the majority of that locker room have your back. I mean, you could pretty much tie that Eagles run and Super Bowl run. A lot of people are going to say to offensive coordinator Frank Reich and Nick Foles' magic because the Eagles have not been the same since Frank Reich left. They've been terrible. And Doug Peterson looks like crap too. Mr. Innovative, we're going to go for every fourth down. Mr. Analytics has been awful on fourth down. The play calling sucks on fourth down. The Eagles are – I mean, have you seen such a precipitous fall from grace from a Super Bowl winning team? They haven't even – you're talking about the worst division in football you can't win after you've won a Super Bowl. Frank Reich probably should have been the coach of the Eagles and Peterson should be gone. Peterson is not going to have a job in the next two years. It's not going to happen, Spence. What, are they going to draft another quarterback? Jalen Hurts is not going to take that team to the playoffs. I mean, maybe in that division, but I think Washington's the team to beat now moving forward. If they just find somewhat of a quarterback, that defense is legit. Doug Peterson Peterson is a complete moron. He's lost the locker room. I'm saying it now. He's lost the team. That front office and ownership better make a move quick, and they better figure out, are we rebuilding now? Are we going to just dump everybody, Coach, Wentz, Hurts, I don't care who, because you're putting Nate Sudfeld on. How is Jalen Hurts going to trust this organization moving forward with that bullshit? I mean, that's yeah, just what it was. There, there's a lot to unpack here, and uh, I think that decision came directly to Doug Peterson's headphones from uh, the front office in the middle of that game. Now, last week, they said that he's keeping his job into the offseason, so somewhere during that, de- that decision, it must have had the conversation of if this game is close – I want you to take uh, out Jalen Hurts and put in Sudfield. Now, if they were up, they probably wouldn't have taken him out because that would have literally made no sense. You know, they kind of did it the last possible second and be like, oh, we're down. We want to see what we got. But that's that's baloney like you just talked about. Nate Sudfeld is one of the worst quarterbacks I think I've ever seen play football. Now, if he's a good, you know, locker room guy or whatever, that's the reason you keep him on your team. That's fine. But there's no way in practice this kid is doing anything 
to show. I mean, what is the ultimate, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has been playing fine the past few weeks. You think he's going to take over uh, suddenly uh, Jalen Hurts' job and Carson Wentz's job and just leapfrog them in four possessions in a game? No, that's never going to happen. So it was blatant just tanking. And I think the front office just in their minds, like we move up three draft picks. This is exactly what we want. But uh, you're right on the money. I think they've already completely lost the locker room. The coaches weren't expecting it. The players weren't expecting it. So when nobody's on the same page and the head coach makes a degenerate decision like that to purposely lose a football game, that's it. Now, he's going to be fired with the Eagles, I expect. I don't know what their win total is going to be next year, but I'd love to take the under. If it's if it's six game, that's one of the easiest unders for win totals you could ever possibly imagine because there's no way they're winning any football games. I'm with you, Spence. We're, we're on the same page right there. Let's keep it back in that division and go back to the Washington football team. Ron Rivera in his first season as head coach of the Washington football team finds a way to get them into the playoffs. And now with Alex Smith still nursing a calf injury, talking about potentially rotating quarterbacks in this playoff game and back up now that Dwayne Haskins has been released. And Allen, I believe it was, uh, was it Kyle Allen that's uh, out for the year on IR? Taylor Heineke, the backup quarterback, who was on Minnesota's practice squad, had a little playing time with Carolina, so he's familiar with Rivera and their coaching staff. Talking about rotating quarterbacks. I, I actually like this, Spence, and I know so many people are against it. But here's the thing with Taylor Heineke is he's athletic. He can He can pick up yards with his legs. And I, I think Washington wants to run some of that read option the same way that Philadelphia runs it with Hertz. I, and I think it's something like I talked about a few minutes ago, trying to figure out ways offensively to manufacture yards because Washington is very predictable offensively. They're going to run the football. They're going to throw screens and crossing patterns. They, they're not comfortable having Alex Smith get into seven step drops and sit back there and be in a situation to potentially get, his career ended. And so it's quite predictable. Now, schematically, they, they still figure out ways uh, to execute this when you know it's coming. I think having Heineke come in and mix it up a little bit could be a good thing because you've got some guys that can stretch the field, Terry McLaren and some others on that offensive side of the football. So why not? Why not still have your identity as a running football team? But when you bring Heineke in there, you can really – short yardage, just give them a few series. You can mix it up with some of that read option. And I'm not opposed to the idea. And it clearly speaks to Alex Smith not being completely 100%. I mean, the guy had 17 surgeries, Spence, and in less than three years is back from this injury. Clearly one of the greatest sports stories we'll ever see in our lifetime that I don't think is getting enough attention. It deserves pretty much all of the headlines, how improbable this is. Um and Coach Brian Flores, he's not afraid to do it. He kind of said that we will go to the bullpen if we need to with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if it weren't for him catching COVID, he would have probably had some time in that Week 17 game. Spence, what are your thoughts on this? Are you of the philosophy that a lot of old football heads saying, if if you've got two quarterbacks, if you've got three quarterbacks, you've got none, I say that's BS. We're talking NFL football here. These guys are NFL caliber players. Uh, and if you can set some plays up for their strengths, there's no reason it can't be effective. 
Yeah, it takes me back to the Jason Campbell, Stephen Goskowski days for the Raiders back in the day where everyone would chant for Goskowski to come in at halftime. I remember in the Steelers game. That wait, 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 wait. Game. Spence, 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 I got to stop you. Stephen Goskowski is a former Patriots kicker. Are you thinking Bruce Gradkowski? Yeah, that's right, Bruce, because he went over to the Steelers. I remember Bruce whenever he'd be a backup for the Steelers for a couple seasons there. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of a fun little situation. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, the Dolphins situation in reality was they should have just stuck with Ryan Fitzpatrick the whole season. Tua Tagovailoa was okay, and in some spots he was bad. He was never great quarterback. And if you can make the playoffs and you have a chance to be a playoff team, you should always go for the best uh, – whoever it gives you the best chance to go to the playoffs. It's not, let's test to see if he's going to play okay today when you know we have a quarterback who's playing better right now in this situation. Now, this is a different situation. Alex Smith didn't look exactly great uh, in the last game, but that could just become to injury. It could be because it's division rival and there's a little more of a familiarity there. I don't know, uh, but I, you'll have to gauge. I mean, if he needs to take a couple series off and get some medical you know, treatment to stretch out his leg or whatever the case may be, his injury is, that, I think that's fine. Uh, you're going to have to be creative and if it works, I mean, you look like a genius if you call these trick plays. But when ta- when Heineke's on the field, it's not like he's just an alternate quarterback. It's You're going to be running the football with him. You're going to be running some trick plays. So it's it's like a chess match. And uh, he'll look like a genius if he's right. I don't know. I think you should stick with Alex Smith. He's feeling healthy. Stick with him the whole game. It's what got you, it's what got you in the playoffs the whole season. Uh, and I say don't go against that if it's been working. That's Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. This is the rest stop. We come to you every Tuesday and Thursday, 9 o'clock Pacific time. Go to www.twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football and support us on that channel. Uh, subscribe, like, and download the Twitch app if you don't have your regular computer. And then, of course, you can listen to the, the rest stop podcast on any of your podcasting platforms, whether it's Spotify, Audio Boom, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Search Landry Football Conference Call. And the rest stop will be underneath there. Like and subscribe. Spence, I want to hit a couple stories in pop culture today as they've come down. The first one, uh, legendary hip-hop artist and producer Dr. Dre. Uh, and you've got, you've got the tweet here. It, w- it was reported suffered a brain aneurysm. And Dr. Dre has recently, I think, came out and said he's doing great and getting excellent care. Uh, Cedar Cyanide, one of the best medical facilities in the entire uh, globe seems to be taking good care of him. And, and this is something that's very, very scary, Spence. A brain aneurysm is not anything uh, to bat an eye about. A, a really great friend of mine, one of my best friends, uh, his father passed away in 2020 from a brain aneurysm. Um, and, you know, he got to the hospital fairly quickly after that happened. But I know it affects everyone dis- differently in the type of severity that it might cause, but this is, this is nothing to say you're out of the woods yet from what he's saying. The fact that he has consciousness and seems to be able to communicate is a great thing, but man, Spence 2020 and now into 2021, we, we lost Kobe Bryant in the sports world. Uh, I know I'm a big wrestling fan, Luke Harper, uh, an AEW known as, as Mr. Brody Lee recently passed away here in the last couple of weeks, the list goes on Chadwick Boseman. Um, I mean, you can go through five, 10 guys. Uh, th- this is wild news. Dr. Dre is a young guy. I-, I think he's in his fifties. I mean, when you first heard about this, what came to your mind, Spence? 
Yeah, I mean, I just heard about it before the show. It's just terrible news. You know, it's really sad. It's good to know that he's out, says he's going to be back home soon. It's just one of those sayings where you just don't know how severe it's going to be. And that just seems to be the case for a lot of things. Sometimes it's going to end your life. Sometimes it wasn't as bad. And there's just no kind of formula, as far as I know, to know which it's going to be or when it's going to come. And just got to hope you got a family nearby. You got to hope you find the right medical treatment. And, you know, you just pray and hope for the best. There you have it. That's Spencer the Wiz. And also, if you want to see more of what Spencer does, subscribe to his YouTube channel, Blue Milk Boys Gaming. And every Friday, Spencer the Wiz does his radio show live here in Las Vegas on AM 1400 KSHP. And his show is called Delivering Sports. And you can see his sweatshirt here, uh, Blue Milk Boys. So uh, alongside what he does here at the rest stop, Spence is a part of a lot of things here in the Vegas sports media world and we appreciate all that he does so make sure you give spence some love on social media and check out his show delivering sports as well spence let's jump into our week 17 picks and we've talked a little bit about some of the playoff matchups and we'll touch on them a little bit more i think you had a pretty good week spence i think i was i don't know how well i did we'll kind of follow it as we go along here cowboys giants cowboys playing for everything with an opportunity to represent the nfc east in the playoffs andy dalton was awful uh, the Giants found a way to get back in uh, the win column for week 17. And, of course, they were rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Joe Judge came out and had comments that were uh, – you'll never see that from his football team. Overall, a nice win for the Giants. We were on the wrong side. And I think Giants fans have to be happy with the direction that organization is going under head coach Joe Judge uh, because they're playing a lot better football than they did under pa- Pat Shermer and, of course, Ben McAdoo and company before that. Uh, I like the direction Judge is going. Not a lot of people were on board with that hire, but they did all of this with no Saquon Barkley. They traded away Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Nice job by Joe Judge and the Giants having an opportunity to get a playoff spot going into the end of Week 17. It just didn't work out where they were able to back their way in, but a nice job by Joe Judge and the Giants and more head-scratching and disappointment for the Dallas Cowboys and Dallas Cowboys faithful. Yeah, no, the Giants didn't stop this season very well, and nobody in that division did. But it's good to see a head coach, a new head coach, you know, take control, rein it in, and they became a respectable football team in the last, you know, five, six games. And that's what you like to see. And it's also good to see a head coach come out and uh, be fired up about another team in the division. Another thing just to hold your head high on. For the Cowboys, I don't see how this is going to get any better. They're going to pay Dak Prescott more than he's worth. And then less money is going to go to the defense than it already was this year because they're not going to franchise tag Dak, I don't think. I don't think that's going to happen. So they're going to overpay Amari Cooper, overpay Zeke Elliott, overpay Dak Prescott. And that's just going to leave them with no salary cap room, which is probably going to shrink due to COVID-19. I'm I'm not very high in them, but I I do like where the Giants are going with this. It's going to be a while before they can really build the team and go in the, the direction they truly want to. But you got to be happy if you're a Giants fan because what were your expectations going through the season? No one ever thought they would have a chance at the playoffs, and and here they were in the last week with a chance. You know, if it came down to the Eagles just not purposely losing the game, that they might be in. Spence, the next matchup, the Pittsburgh Steelers had an opportunity to, to erase the Cleveland Browns from the playoff picture, and they almost did it. They almost did it, led by Mason Rudolph. Uh, They were a two-point conversion away from sending that game into overtime. They couldn't quite do it, but they certainly stayed within the number and gave it the old college try as the Cleveland Browns are very happy to make it into the playoffs. We were both right on about that number being too high. Unfortunately for me, Spence, 
This entire season, I've been talking about how the Pittsburgh Steelers will be bounced from the playoffs in the first round. And mixed in with my disdain for the Steelers, you can verify that I've also had very similar disgust for the Cleveland Browns. And I told you both of them would be exiting the playoffs in the first round. Unfortunately for that prediction, they play each other. So I'm going to be right and I'm going to be wrong at the same time. But I will tell you this, Spencer the Wiz. Whoever loses this Steelers-Browns matchup in week one of Wild card playoff 2021. I will be right. I will be wrong on the other side, but their very next game, if it's the Steelers that advance, whoever they play, bye bye Pittsburgh. So there you have it. I'm excited to see how this plays out. The Steelers are the third seed. Uh, it's going to be fun. Unfortunately for Browns fans, Kevin Stefanski, like we mentioned at the top of the show, has tested positive for COVID 19 along with some other coaches. And players, Stefanski will not be on the sideline for this playoff game. And that's very unfortunate as he's the main play, play caller. The Browns, a few weeks ago, missed most of their wide receivers. Look, they, they still, if they if they can find their identity, they can still stay close in this game because Pittsburgh's not that great. But I don't expect them to win the game. I think the Steelers will win. Uh, but if they don't, then I'm right. And the Browns will be gone next week. But either way, both of these teams will have short-lived playoffs. Spence, what are your thoughts on the Browns getting in? And what are your thoughts now that the Browns are coming down with so much COVID news that's going to really affect their their on-the-field product here and their first playoff game in, in quite a few years? Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem like uh... – the Browns just have a matchup with the Steelers that they can control. I mean, this is going back, you know, the last decade, I'm sure. I'm not sure how many times the Browns have even beaten the Steelers. And now with that, your head coach, you're losing kind of all your momentum. You're losing, you're losing basically the guy who brought you there in the playoffs in the first place in Stefanski. Now, I know you're not his biggest fan in the world, but, uh, you know, he is the best head coach the Browns have had in my lifetime. And he got them to the 10 wins. And that was a big improvement over last season, which was disappointing. Uh, so they're just going to get blown out in their first playoff game and blame it on the you know the COVID-19 situation. And next year we'll see if they're able to make another step forward. But I kind of doubt that. We'll see uh, how they draft. Uh, for the Steelers, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you make? They beat, they have a big win against the Colts to end the season to mixed in with all these horrible, horrible losses. If they beat, if they play someone like the Bills or the Chiefs, I, I don't have a ton of confidence in them. So <laughs> that's about all I got. Spence, what's your what's your strong feeling from the AFC? I mean, uh, who is your favorite, and how do you think this shapes up as a whole? I I know the Chiefs like just don't look great, but I don't know. I, I don't see any other team other than the Bills that can step up. But you're asking the Bills to go from losing in the first round to the playoffs to the Texans to go all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, did the Chiefs do something pretty similar in their Super Bowl run? I suppose. But Patrick Mahomes, we know, is above pretty much every other quarterback in the league. He skyrocketed to the second best. And more often than not, Hall of Fame quarterbacks are the ones winning Super Bowls this year. And I'm not ready to say just yet that Josh Allen is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm not ready to say that either, but you know that I've been high on him from the very beginning. I mean, we've got proof on the podcast. I was talking MVP Josh Allen uh, very early in the season. And 
I, I wasn't completely convinced after year one, Spence. But after that playoff performance against Houston, I was. And some people will say, well, what are you talking about? It wasn't that great. To me, I saw things. I saw throws that he was able to make. And look, he put in the work. He put in the work this offseason to get better. And he's surrounded by a lot better talent with the acquisition of Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, uh, some of the young guys, the receiver from UCF, and an offensive line that's much improved also. I think they can take that step. I think – it's the perfect storm of coaches and players. And it's going to be up to Josh Allen, really, Spence. Uh, I think the defense can hold up. If Allen does not beat himself with a bunch of turnovers, I think Buffalo has got a real chance to make some noise this year. And I think the, the defense that's playing better can really pick off the Chiefs. We'll see. We, we know that the Chiefs can't be down enough points. Uh, and you, You've got to really step on the throat or they'll find a way to get back. Uh, into the game as they showed that in last year's playoffs. And look, I know you're not very high on Lamar Jackson, but I think the Ravens can make some noise in this playoff structure as well. They're playing pretty decent football right now, and it's going to be fun to watch. And look, we know what Tennessee did last year. You've got a lot of good teams in this AFC playoffs, so it's going to be really fun to watch, Spence. And I'm excited to get it kicked off here this upcoming Saturday. The next game in our Week 17 picks, we were both on the wrong side with the Jets. This one surprised me quite a bit. The Jets, after winning two in a row, looked like the same old Jets. And uh, New England found a way in the second half to really get ahead of that game, go up two scores. Uh, as we've been calling all year, Adam Gay should have been fired 15 weeks ago. Uh, what do the Jets do with Sam Darnold at this point? It looks like Cam Newton will not be back with the Patriots as the Jets played the Patriots in this matchup. Let's start with the Jets, Spence. Is Sam Darnold going to stick around in this organization? What do the Jets do moving forward after winning two games in this 2020 campaign? They're in a bit of an uncomfortable spot. You know, they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. We all know that. He's going to the Jaguars. Do they trade up to take Justin Fields, who just had a six-touchdown game against Clemson, against Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I... I just don't think so. I think they go offensive line. That'd be the smart move. I still like Sam Darnold. I think he can be successful. The only problem is they've put nothing around him to make him successful. They tried with Le'Veon Bell, but if you don't have an offensive line, if you don't have receivers, they're just going to stack eight men in the box. And he's been running for his life his entire career. I honestly feel bad for him. I wish he would go to another team so he could see what kind of player he could be. The Jets have a lot of work to do, and it's not going to get better anytime soon. We'll see who they hire as their head coach. Uh, but it's not going to be something that can get turned around very quickly. Uh, it's, if, they, if the Jets are going to do something the Jets do, they're going to give a bunch of assets for Justin Fields, trade Sam Darnold for a third-round pick, and look like a dumpster fire next year. There you have it. And, uh, Spence, what about the Patriots? You were pretty spot on and them not being super successful this year. I'm not sure if that win total went under. It definitely went under from what I thought it would be. And you were pretty spot on there. Nice call. By you, Spence, what direction do the Patriots go? I mean, they were without Julian Edelman for most of the year, Sony Michelle. Um, they're going to have a lot of guys back that sat out from COVID, so I expect them to be a little bit better. But what direction do they go from the quarterback position? Does Jared Stidham get an opportunity to start? Do they draft somebody? Do they go low ball and free agency, somebody like a Teddy Bridgewater? Do they make a move for a Matthew Stafford, although that's a lot of money that the Patriots really aren't looking to pay a quarterback. What direction did the Patriots go to try to get back in this conversation for a playoff spot in the AFC? Yeah, I don't think the pay. I, I knew they would just be bad this year. I mean, there's no doubt. They, they had a lot of guys opt out, like I said. So they never had a chance to be successful this season. That's the whole thing. 
Now, if all these guys come back next year and they're looking good, they could be in the playoff picture. It's not the most impressive thing in the world. I mean, the Cardinals had a chance at the playoffs this year. That was a uh, extended playoff with an extra team, which I think is really good. Uh, but they, if they find the right quarterback situation and there's no COVID nonsense going on, they very well could be in the playoffs. And a lot of people are down on them. But I actually like the Patriots. It's just with all the injuries, with all the opt-outs, it was going to be a terrible season. Uh, and it was. The funny thing about the Patriots really is that they all season long defended Cam Newton. Not his fault, not his fault, not his fault. And now they're just kicking him to the curve. So obviously it was Cam Newton's fault to a certain extent or enough for them not to be interested. I'd have to look at who's on the free agency list, but I would imagine they're going to pick somebody in the first round as their quarterback and give him a chance to lead this team. Now, if they do pick up a rookie quarterback, they're not going to make the playoffs next year. If they pick up any sort of decent veteran, I really feel confident that they will. So we'll see what they decide to do. What about from Cam Newton's perspective? Is his career done in the NFL, or would you like to see him on your team, on the Las Vegas Raiders? Where are possible destinations for Cam Newton off the top of your head? He he will go to another team next year. I think a garbage franchise like the Bears would probably be interested in having someone like him on their team. Uh, it, it'll be a fairly short list. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are, people are interested in coming out of this year's draft, so he's going to be fighting – against some uh, competition. And after a terrible season of like five touchdowns to 11 interception at some point, it's not going to be easy for him to just get signed. He almost had a hard time getting signed this season with a lot of vacancies. It's not going to get better for him. And you got another guy like Dwayne Haskins on the market who I'm not sure he's going to get a job, but I think I'd rather have Dwayne Haskins than Cam Newton at this point, being that he's younger and he's going to be cheaper too. So he's just kind of floating in space right now. He'll get a chance some in the preseason i just don't know where exactly that's going to be because what are you going to get out of him a guy who used to be good yeah and spence look reports are out from new orleans that drew Brees may be in the commentary booth next year and this will be his last year so what direction did the saints go for their starting quarterback is Taysom Taysom hill did they see enough from him for him to take over are they willing to pay a little bit extra to keep Jameis winston again uh, does Jameis get another opportunity? So there's going to be some interesting conversation coming into this offseason about a handful of quarterbacks and where they may land. And if some other guys like a Matthew Stafford may find a new home, as we don't know who the Detroit Lions will hire as their next head coach and GM, but that may be looking to draft a quarterback themselves in the top 10. And that leads us to the next game in our pick segment. We were both on the Lions as they were at home taking on the Vikings in week 17. Vikings were without Dalvin Cook. A banged up Matthew Stafford did get the start. He played very well. Uh, The Vikings were just able to barely outscore the Lions in that matchup, but a close game, and we got the cover here in our picks. Uh, I don't know about you, Spence. I'm a pretty big Matthew Stafford fan. I think this guy is as tough as they come. It's unfortunate that he's been in a crap franchise like the Detroit Lions his whole career. Megatron retires early. Uh, I think if Matthew Stafford lands – Let's just say hypothetically with the New England, I think that completely transforms his career for the kind of the latter stages of it. I think he's a little bit younger than a Matt Ryan, but I think Stafford's got at least four more good years left in him. Yeah, no, I know. I agree with you full heartedly there. And he is one of the toughest guys in the entire league. There's no reason for him to play this game. There's no implications. No. Uh, he just loves he loves the Detroit Lions franchise to a fault. And I would love to have that on my team. That's why I wanted the Raiders to trade for in the offseason. 
I'm very happy they have Marcus Mariota now. So obviously that's just never going to happen the way it works out here. Uh, I don't know. The Lions just stink. They just stink. And there's nothing. I don't. There should be something they can do about it, but they just don't. It seems that they purposely just want to lose every single season. And hopefully he does get traded because I hate to see someone like him, a guy who should be a pro bowler, who should be a Hall of Fame quarterback, in my opinion, multiple 5,000-yard seasons, something that's never happened before. And we probably will not see for a very long time. Even people like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers have not had 5,000-yard passing seasons. Uh, you know, I don't even know if the Patriots would be the best home the Patriots obviously are pretty decent at creating systems. Uh, if he went to the Falcons, you know, if he was able to pull that off and get rid of uh, Matt Ryan, that could be an explosive offense over there with all the weapons they have. Spence, I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit. Say that last part again with the weapons they have. Yeah, I was saying if he, if I don't know if it's, it's probably not possible, but if Matthew Stafford could find his way inside the uh, Falcons offense, they would be one of the most explosive offenses in the league. He could have an, he could probably have another 5,000 yard season with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones in uh, some, and obviously the running back situation is pretty good now too, but yeah, we'll see where he ends up. I actually agree with you a hundred percent there, Spence. And he would be back in his home of Georgia where he played college football. That would be quite impressive. Spence, speaking of the Falcons, uh, I was on the wrong side there, and, and the Falcons just—they're another. There's about five teams this year. One week they play great, the next week they stink, and the Falcons were one of those in, in this weekend. Are are you in agree, agreements with me here? It's time to move on from Matt Ryan for the Falcons. Yeah, it is, and I actually think Matt Ryan could be successful somewhere. But there's always just—it it just happens this way that some players like you're just there for too long, and for some reason it, there's just a certain stink. You got to move on. You got to go somewhere else. We saw this with the Marcus Aldridge to a certain extent uh, in the NBA. Uh, he's one of the, he still has some of the greatest stats a quarterback has ever had. He's one of, I think he's like the fourth fastest of 50,000 career passing yards. I don't know where he go. I think he could be successful on the Raiders actually uh, under John Gruden with how simple he keeps his offense. Uh, but they'll cut him. He'll go somewhere else. I mean, he could be a guy who goes to the Bears. That's probably my number one destination where I see him landing. I don't think they go with Mitchell Trubisky, who's he's garbage. I'm sorry to tell you that. I know you like him, but he, he is a terrible quarterback. Oh, and now he's kind not of, terrible. He's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. Uh, but when you bring in a guy like uh, – you bring a veteran in like that to Chicago, they 100% make the playoffs again next year. I know you hate Matt Ryan, but still, he's a good pocket quarterback. I don't hate Matt Ryan, Spence. I just – I think in an NFL where it's now very clear that you need to have a quarterback that can extend plays with his legs, Matt Ryan takes way too many sacks. And he's makes some great throws the same way Kirk Cousins does, uh, but he is less mobile than Kirk Cousins, and he's getting close to the mobility of a Peyton Manning and a Phillip Rivers, which is not good at all, especially when the Atlanta Falcons do not have the offensive line that the Indianapolis Colts have. So – I think it's going to be time to move on. Matt Ryan's had a fantastic career with Atlanta. Some people would say a fringe Hall of Famer. I would be in this, that same category. I, I think he is right on that cusp with Eli Manning of being a Hall of Famer. So I don't hate him. I just don't like his game for what we are in 2021 NFL. And I don't think it leads for him being a Super Bowl quarterback. So with that being said, we'll see what Atlanta does. They may have an opportunity to draft Justin Fields. I don't know. If that's going to be the case, he'll probably go early, especially after the performance he had in the college football 
playoff that also concluded this past weekend. If we have time, we'll get into that, Spence. Uh, the next game here, the Baltimore Ravens, they were playing to get into the playoffs against the Cincinnati Bengals. They covered this line pretty easily. Uh, we're showing nine and a half here. I'm pretty sure that line was much higher. Either way, the Ravens covered, and they covered easily. And yeah. Spence, I, go ahead. Yeah. No, I basically it came down to exactly what I said. When the Baltimore is the best team that plays desperate in the NFL, bar none, when they feel like there's some there's like something creeping up on them or, or they feel like they have to win this game, they do it and they do it in emphatic uh fashion. And that's exactly what they did here. Now the Bengals are terrible, of course, but they, they did exactly what they should have. Yeah, and, and look, Spence, I think they could be a factor in the playoffs and we'll we'll see how that shapes up. They play did they play the Titans? They play the Titans. In Tennessee, it's going to be a rematch of last year's game, and I'm sure Baltimore has a little revenge on their mind, so that's going to be a really good game to watch. Tennessee's going to have to play their best ball. They're going to have to not only channel what they did in last year's playoffs, but look, they have not been playing very great as of late. They needed a field goal to beat the terrible Houston Texans, and they got their ass kicked by the Green Bay Packers the week before that. So they better get the get the ship right quick. We know how amazing Derrick Henry is, but clearly the defense is having troubles, and Ryan Tannehill uh, – is not doing what he's capable if Derrick Henry does not go off. So the Ravens will be ready for that. And I think I'm going to be looking at the Ravens to uh, get the win. And I think the Ravens are actually a road favorite in this game. So uh, Las Vegas has it pretty similar to how I think it may go. Next match of Spence, the Miami Dolphins were playing for their playoff lives and they got blitzed by the Buffalo Bills. Allen, Diggs, Beasley didn't play the whole game. Didn't matter. Matt Barkley came in, scored. They scored at will. Scoring 50-plus points. Buffalo, the hottest team in the NFL going to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. And Tua Tagovailoa might legitimately just stink at football. Should have never played this year. Should have sat the season. Injury, not being ready, whatever the case may be. It was all put on the field this on this year or uh, on this game. Yeah, I think he had two interceptions. And even before that, in their wins, it was the defense that carried him. He had like one touchdown games, 190 yards, nothing impressive. And he was certainly the opposite of impressive here. The Bills are, just look like they're unstoppable. So we'll just see. It just feels like they're too unstoppable to a certain extent. But maybe they just are. Well, I don't think they're too unstoppable because, look, they did beat the Pittsburgh Steelers a few weeks ago, but that offense was terrible in that first half. I hope Brian Dable and the offense learn from that performance because when playoff time kicks around, these defenses are going to be ramped up a notch. Um, I'm just hoping – that they're able to channel what they did after that because they were terrible that first half against Pittsburgh. They play, they haven't missed a beat since then, uh, but they can't play the way that they did in that performance. And, and I'm really excited to see what happens. I just hope they don't fall flat on their face when the lights shine the brightest. Next matchup, Spence, the Indianapolis Colts need to win to get in. Uh, they won by two touchdowns. We pushed that number. Jacksonville did what they were supposed to do. They – secured the first overall pick they'll be drafting trevor lawrence and now the talk is urban meyer wants 12 million dollars to come out of retirement we know he's familiar with the state of florida will the jacksonville jaguars have a chance to acquire urban meyer as their next head coach that seems to be the report for sure i mean he's favored to go over there be interesting to see i i didn't know if he had any head coaching experience before i asked my dad i didn't know if he was kind of one of those guys who had tried to go over didn't work out but no this will be a, a fresh start for him i think 100 he will be there it'll be the big headline especially if they have fans you know you're gonna pack the stadiums urban myers and uh uh trevor lawrence i mean it doesn't get much better than that if you're a jaguars fan and don't forget the Jaguars got a few weapons on the outside. They drafted LaVisca Chenault, first-round pick from Colorado. DJ Chark is an explosive 
wide receiver on the outside when he's healthy. Allen Robinson, as a rookie this year, ran really well for Jacksonville. If they can get a few offensive linemen in there with Trevor Lawrence, we're talking about an offense that's going to be competitive and a defense that's played pretty well the past few years. I mean, they did trade away their two best players on each side of the ball and in Dockway and Leonard Fournette in less than three years. So this could be a real opportunity for them to get back in the discussion. They were representing the AFC in the title game less than five years ago. So there's no reason why this franchise can't do a few things to get themselves back on track. And it'll be a really big step in that direction, drafting Trevor Lawrence and possibly acquiring Urban Meyer as their next head coach. Spence, the next matchup, Green Bay, they took a bit, took care of business and secured the number one overall seed in the NFC. They blasted the Chicago Bears. I thought it'd be a little more com competitive. Uh, I was incorrect. Aaron Rodgers more than likely secured the MVP of the season this year in the NFL. And Green Bay's got a buy heading in to the playoffs and Chicago backs in and they'll travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was trying to pull up here if I could, but I don't think I'm going to be able to see the stats that Trubisky had. Uh, but no, the Packers are just a significantly better team. They're a playoff ready team, which is awesome to see if you're a Packers fan. They're the team to beat. Last year, they were, they were the team to prove to themselves. And this year, it's the complete opposite. It's everyone looking up at them. Uh, how do you going to beat them? I mean, they lost because there was... They lost to the best defensive team in the playoffs in a very long time last year in the 49ers. There's no team in the NFC that I can think of that is even close to that. Most of it is uh, offensive juggernauts in a sense. You got the Seahawks are an offensive juggernaut, I guess you could say. Uh, the Buccaneers are definitely an offensive juggernaut by the way they've been scoring the last two weeks. But there's no team I can see other than the Washington football team, which they will not lose to, who has such a... a a team defined by their defense. Aaron Rodgers is going to take home the MVP trophy this year, and they're going to ride the wave. If they lose, that would be extremely disappointing. They should be heavy favorites to represent the NFC. I agree with you. And Devontae Adams is uh, outstanding, doesn't get enough credit. Green Bay, this is their chance. I mean, these other teams have proved they're very inconsistent. Green Bay has been quite consistent. Let's give head coach Matt LaFleur a lot of credit for Green Bay, and they're going to really, really enjoy this bye week as they've got some guys they want to heal up and let these other NFC contenders kind of fight it out to see who goes next. But remember, keep this in mind, Spence, and I talked about it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Uh, I think they'll play a close game against Washington, but they did blast Green Bay in the regular season this year. So if they meet up again, that'll be a fun one to watch. Tennessee, they uh, it took a last-second field goal for them to find their way into the playoffs, but they did get the win and not the cover. And, and of course, we talked about them hosting uh, Baltimore this upcoming weekend, so we'll see how that shakes out. And we talked about them. I was on the wrong side here. I thought with no running backs, the Saints would struggle against Carolina. They did not. And uh, Carolina ends the season on a sour note as they have not played as good a football as they would have liked over the last month. But big win for the Saints, Spence. And what could be Drew Brees' farewell song? What are the Saints' chances of making some noise here in the NFC playoffs? Oh, I haven't talked. I even I, I – Put this game perfectly. I said they're going to blast the Panthers. They're going to look again like the, the poster child of the playoffs. I just don't believe it. I think they could legitimately lose to the Bears. And I, you know, I hate Trubisky. So, but if Khalil Mack has a big game against Drew Brees and he puts him out for the game, I have no confidence in the backup, uh, you know, the backup situation for the Saints that they can get it done. It's, if this game gets tight, I don't know, but then you're depending on Trubisky to win you a football game, which oh, is never going to happen. Get, get on the board with me here. Trubisky can get it done. 
he has one of the lowest football IQs I've ever seen out of a starting quarterback in my life. Uh, but no, I still think they can win. I think the defense could take over in this game as long as their defensive line is a big one. Uh, if they don't, I, I don't. The further you get into the playoffs, the weaker Drew Brees' arm becomes, and the more important it is for him to have that arm strength going forward. I'm, I just don't like them. Uh, yeah, look, the, the Bears may take a page out of the Vikings' defensive playbook from last year as uh, they had both of their defensive ends really on fire and they moved their defensive ends inside to really get that pressure on Drew Brees. Khalil Mack, we know how good he can be. Could be a long day for the Saints, but we'll see how Trubisky steps up in this playoff matchup. I think that's going to be a good one, Spence, and I think you're on to something. I already mentioned it, that I like the Bears to keep this one close. They have a chance to get an upset here. I'm going to be following that one closely. I think it'll be fun to watch. We'll see what the Saints do here. Next one, the Chargers. They played all the backups for the Chiefs. They got the win. It looked like they got it pretty easily. Justin Herbert finished off a nice season, but Anthony Lynn is now out at the head coach. Uh, what, what does it look like next for the Chargers? Why are they not looking at Eric Bieniemy, former running back and Chiefs offensive coordinator? Clearly the Chargers need to put a good offensive mind around Herbert and this franchise moving forward, Spence. Yeah, I, that, that's it. This team is completely dependent. Well, I mean, not completely, but I would say like 80% dependent on getting the right head coach. They get a guy like Stefanski. I know he likes Stefanski, but you get you get the right head coach in there. They, they can go to a 10-win team next season, you know, barring Herbert having a sophomore slump, which we know is so popular amongst po- uh, good quarterbacks. So we'll see. But uh, I, I like I hate the Chargers personally, but I like them moving forward. They have so much potential. Spence, the uh, NFC West next matchup on our Week 17 picks. The Seahawks got the win, but they did not cover. And we've talked about the NFC West being one of the closest divisions in football. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, are you sure I didn't take the 49ers here? We may have to go back and look at that. Yeah, you, you may have. I don't know. Maybe I was wrong about that one. Uh, but, I mean, it did take kind of a backdoor there, but – these, these games are always very close, and Seattle was not able to cover that number. Seattle now, going to the playoffs, they have not been overly impressive at times, but we know Russell Wilson come playoff time is, is a lot to handle. And they faced Green Bay in the playoffs, I believe, two or out of the last three or three out of the last four years. That could be another course that matches up Seattle-Green Bay in the playoffs, but it'll start off with the Seahawks. Um, I believe the Seahawks – are they taking on the Rams, Spence? Yeah, they're taking on the Rams. We don't know what Jared Goff's situation will be like. How do you think that game could possibly shake shape up? Is Seattle going to get by uh, in week one of week yeah. one? Of it, it, it looks closer and closer. Like even if Jared Goff is playing, a full healthy Jared Goff doesn't look that good in a lot of spots. So a limited one isn't going to be that good either. I know you said there was going to be a QB controversy. That's not going to happen. That, that guy didn't play very well. Not that he should have either, by the way. I mean, that's a lot of pressure to put on a quarterback who hasn't really taken any NFL snaps. So it's an unfair position. He did win them the game, which, you know, is worth a lot. He can say that he took them to the playoffs. Seahawks will just have to get to the Packers to make the Super Bowl. They have not been able to do that in recent memory. There's, I still think they're going to make the Super Bowl, so we'll see if they can actually get it done. 
Spence, before we talk about Raiders, Broncos, uh, the Rams, they did get the win. They knocked the Cardinals out of the playoffs. We just mentioned they'll be facing Seattle. We did mention Eagles, Redskins. We talked about the disaster that Peterson is and then Ron Rivera playing quarterback carousel going into the playoffs. So let's finish up with the Raiders, Spence. They found a way to get the last second win against Denver. This game didn't meet anything. More importantly, the big news coming out of Las Vegas Raiders camp here in the last 48 hours uh, former first-round running back, starter, star running back, Josh Jacobs here locally in Las Vegas, popped for a DUI. Not good news for Gruden, for Jacobs in this organization so early on in the offseason. No, it's an absolute embarrassment, and it, I think it just speaks a lot about the situation for the Raiders right now. This, To me, this signals for sure the Raiders are not making the playoffs in the next two years. I know it sounds like a big leap to make, but if you have no discipline when your best player is, is going out, potentially he, he got in a car accident, so he could have potentially killed somebody. We know that UNLV recruit who was underage just killed somebody with a DUI crash. You see another guy like this. The Raiders are an absolute garbage dumpster fire. They give out try-hard awards to all the players. Sick of seeing Cleveland Farrell has a big game against the Jets. He might. It's all so silly. Oh, Max Crosby has his best game against the Broncos in a meaningless game. Until the tone is winning is the only thing that is meaningful, we're going to see the same Raiders here, Raiders team every year. They're probably going to get worse as time goes on, and that's it. I mean, that's all you can say about the team. It's, this is really bad luck for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter at Spencer the Wiz. Our next show will come live to you this coming Thursday at 9 o'clock Pacific time. Not only will we preview NFL playoffs, we're going to preview Monday's national title game between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we'll also recap the college football playoff that happened this past weekend as Ohio State got the big upset over Clemson and Alabama rolled in their game um, against Notre Dame. So we'll talk about... At that national title game, congratulations to uh, Devonta Smith, who won the Heisman Trophy tonight for Alabama. And we'll be back. The rest stop will be coming to you again live 9 o'clock on Tuesday. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and, of course, check out the podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.